and welcome everyone back to the Reader Copy Recap. It is Monday, Labor Day, September the 6th. I am Chris and I'm joined by Daniel. Yes, I'm joining in too. You're joining us for episode four of What If? What if Dr. Strange lost his heart instead of his hands? Uh, this is the, I'd say the darkest episode yet. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah, because it keeps repeating a bit. Digs home a, yeah. a really uh, dark moment, sure. It's um, directed by Brian Andrews, as as all of them, and uh, written by A.C. Bradley. Yeah, um, still don't know why uh, his parents named him Air Conditioner Bradley. That's such a weird <laughs> name. Uh, man, um, do you know Saved by the Bell? Yeah, of course. A.C. Slater. Do you know what A.C. Slater or A.C. stands for AC Slater. Um, I again also assumed it was air conditioning. <laughs> what was it? You know, um, I think was it was, Albert? Yeah, I think. I don't know the C. I think it was Albert Clifford. Oh yeah, okay, that sounds right. <laughs> That's why I just shorten it. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't he have like a like an ex girlfriend? They called him Albert, and it was like, what? Who's this guy? I was like, what? <laughs> you know what's funny is um, this is a Save by the Bell podcast now yeah. recap of forty year old episode. Um, the actor's name is Mario Lopez. He's Latino, and yeah, in the show he's Albert Clifford Slater. <laughs> That's also weird. His dad shows up too, and he's for sure white, right? He's like a military the, guy. I remember think that? He, nah, he, I don't. I couldn't tell what he was, but okay, they didn't have accents or anything, and he was he yeah he was a military guy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's, it worked for the show. I don't think they were thinking about that back in the day. <laughs> Uh, yeah, man, I miss Save by the Bell. Should uh, we just talk about that for half an hour instead? Yeah, of let's just if? recap Save by the Bell instead. <laughs> um, but no, but seriously though, what if this episode four brought back for the voice casting of Benedict Cumberbatch, Benedict Wong, uh, Tilda Swinton, and I didn't know, but it was actually Rachel McAdams playing Dr. Christine Palmer. I, didn't, yeah, I couldn't I tell. It didn't, to me, it didn't sound like it, but I guess it was. Yeah, uh, I'd look that up too. Didn't look like her in the animation, I thought. Wow. Yeah. It's, it could just be anybody, like any old character drawn up, right? That's why I didn't believe it. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Benedict looked on point, uh, Cumberbatch. Like, that'll look like him for sure. Yeah, I guess. Maybe when uh, we get into it, but the more evil one. <laughs> oh, right, right. He shows up. <laughs> Um, this is pretty much the same events of Doctor Strange, the movie, except instead of him like messing up his hands, um, Christine is in the car with him and she dies. Yes. It's uh, the classic thing where the car goes over the cliff and mm. uh, she dies in the water. Of course, he gets super sad about that. And then um, kind of what happens in the first movie happens also where he goes into his mystic studies. Yeah. Uh, so it feels like it's destined for him to become a sorcerer. Uh, I don't know if you noticed this because like he goes to uh, Carvartage, right? Yeah. And then um, yeah. he's studying, right? And it, it's like a montage, right? To skip all that because we've seen the movie. We've seen it. In the movie, he struggles to use the ring, whatever you call it. Spark ring. Yeah. Teleporting ring band right. or whatever. Um, but in the montage of well, What If, he does it like right away, like with all the other students. He gets it, right? Oh, you don't think we just cut that out of the montage where he was struggling? Well, uh, I'm just thinking like he gets it right away like this Doctor Strange is the what if is he like stronger do you think than the movie version do you think like he is more confident in it so that he can do more well 
I guess the whole difference is motivation, right? Uh, oh, initially, he's more driven. Yeah, because initially it was kind of just to maybe like fill the void of him like losing his job, right? Because he can't really do his surgery. Mm. Now it's like love, right? Where oh, like, I see. That's the whole different thing is his motivation and drive him to what he does become later on. I see. So now he's, I guess, wants it more. So then it happens faster, right? And I think so. Yeah. It work out. He becomes Doctor Strange. Everything happens. He fights Dormammu and beats him. And then it's like two years later now. I think the events of Doctor Strange is probably like one year. And now it's like two years later. And he is doing his Tony Stark impression. And he's getting drunk. Okay. Uh, because it is the anniversary of Christine's death. Yeah. He's uh, sulking out of that gigantic window in the Sanctum Santorum. Yeah. That's a cool um, window. It is a cool window. It's iconic nowadays, I think. Um, and he's just eyeing that eye of Agamotto, thinking, I have the power in my grasp. I can rewind time and mm-hmm. change uh, the, the night that uh, Christine Palmer died. I think um, Wong is there, right? Mm-hmm. Wong is always there to like to warn him and then just leave. That <laughs> seems like he does that in the Spider-Man trailer. <laughs> To like, yeah, don't make the hugest mistake of your life, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, he leaves. But strange, you tell him not to do something, he's going to do it. He does use the eye of Agamotto, goes back in time. And this is just like his uh, bargaining deal with Dormammu. He's trying to change what happened, but it just keeps happening. No matter what he does, he says, like, let's let's not even go to that dinner. And they she still somehow dies in like a building explosion. They try to change. There's, I think there's one where like she drives and they still get hit or something like that yeah they even like go out for pizza and then like a thief shows up to shoot them down like what yeah. are the it's Total gonna happen apparently final destination <laughs> oh yeah yeah you're on the list it's gotta happen it keeps happening it's kind of tearing um dr strange apart a bit like right each moment each time he's rewinding it's eating him inside yeah he's literally reliving the worst day of his life like it's over and over to the point where he can't take it anymore he like falls to his knees there at the crash site and he's like why is this keep happening and then the ancient one his his mentor appears right uh, played by tilda swinton i, I believe for this role again mm-hmm. and she explains christine palmer dying is an absolute point we cannot uh, jump over that it has to happen no matter how many times you go back and uh, dr Strange's like there has to be some way to do this right to revert right. it I, I really like this absolute point it's almost like the exact opposite of what we learned in loki the nexus point right okay a nexus like point so. changes something and diverges uh, and changes a timeline where an absolute point like you can't diverge it that will happen no matter what you do right and uh dr strange is like no i'm gonna prove you tell me i can't do something i'm gonna do it i'm gonna prove <laughs> again even the ancient one wrong and he uses the eye of agamotto to go like way back in time like centuries back to um what's his kaecilius i think is his name is is it the lost library of kegliostro kegliostro yeah Caecilius is uh, the other, the villain from the movie. Oh, is it? Okay, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, Cagliostro. Um, I actually looked up who Cagliostro was. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's like a 1700s English guy that was just like a charlatan that kind of just did magic in a just little little tidbit there. He's not a what, real like real life. Old, yeah, Cagliostro is like a like a pseudonym of just this French guy that would show up at parties and do stuff. But apparently, it was a real name. So he's like um, the David Blaine. 
Yeah, I think so. And people at the time thought it was all real, right? But he was just a uh, illusionist, apparently. Um, but they used it in this. It's pretty, pretty awesome. And um, they go to the jungle, right? That's where apparently this library is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's even like a, a guy with a rice paddy hat that's uh, yeah. kind of eerie there. Yeah, he says his name was Obren, I think is what he says. Obang. Obang? Yeah, Obang. Uh, o- Conan O'Brien. Uh, <laughs> he, I think that Obang is like, an alias that Cagliostro used. So this is, I think, really Cagliostro. Oh, you think so? Yeah, I think in the comics that's how it is. And um, he shows him the the library. It's like in this super tall temple in the middle of nowhere. And he starts like just like reading as much as he can about the the magic and what he needs to do to change this absolute point. Uh, yeah, he's doing like an all nighter. He's studying for the finals here, like just yep. looking at all these books absorbing the knowledge and he realized what he needs to do is absorb the power of other beings that's how he's gonna have enough power to stop this absolute point to get past it to save christine right um he's looking through the book right and uh he sees that symbol it's like a red symbol you know what i'm talking about okay from from the movie there's a page where it's like this red weird looking symbol of cagliostro i think um this is like in in the in the movie the bad guy um what's the what's that actor's name in the movie mads mickelson Maz, I'll just call him Maz. He rips the pages out in that book, right? To use that, right? But that symbol, if you look at it, it's like a red look, almost like a butterfly looking thing. Uh, To me, it looks a lot like uh, Wanda's headpiece thing that appears magically on her when she becomes Scarlet Witch. Her headdress as a Scarlet Witch figure? Yeah. I mean, it's not identical, but it looks like that to me. So I wonder if that's kind of like connected in some way. Connective tissue. We are getting into this um, like um, demonic figures in in the MCU, right? That that seems to be the direct we're going with the MCU away from maybe space stuff. We're going to like demons and stuff, right? Yeah. And that's uh, what he's drawing on. He First, he tries to pull up this like tentacle demon to draw from its power, but it's too right. strong, right? It, right. It, it like whips his butt right away, all those o- tentacles. Only Captain Carter can defeat that one. Yeah, apparently, yeah. <laughs> he has no mystic powers at all. <laughs> Um, so he has to start small and it's like a like a evil gnome that he summons and then yeah, like the first guy David the gnome um, do you know what I'm talking about David the gnome <laughs> what is that <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. It's an old, old cartoon from Nickelodeon. It honestly is very good, and you should look it up. What? Is but, it like, uh, a, like a lawn gnome? I mean, it looks like that, but they live in the forest, and it's like a whole society. And, and he has oh. a, a fox that he rides on named Swift, and uh, it's honestly like a great show. I learned so much from that show. Okay, sounds just like ElfQuest. Sounds just like <laughs> Smurfs. Like, probably, yeah, they all copied <laughs> David the gnome. His name was just David. David. <laughs> Um, so he does that and then one of them is like a bug sorcerer because he has a cape too and yeah. he actually steals the cape right it's a, a more goth look it's more the style of this Doctor Strange right yeah um, more like it has like a pointier collar yeah yes he knows evil now <laughs> he was all good up to this point but mm-hmm. that cape turned the tide um, and he's like pulling up all these other demons, right? Like a dragon, a two-headed dog, bad looking stuff. Yeah. And then as he's doing this, I think he's doing it so much like, um, it's like centuries are passing, right? Like he's oh, yeah. gone back in time to do this. And this is like a, a, a different thing that happens in any other episode, probably because it's Doctor Strange, but he senses the Watcher watching him. Yeah, right. Uh, like I think Watcher was talking in the background and he can just feel it under under his breath, right? And just to his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Um, but yeah, I mean, he knows about him too. And then um, after all this time, Obang gets old and he kind of dies and like imparts that like, um, you know, love, it can uh, break your heart, but it can also shatter your mind and you can see it in right. Dr. Strange's eyes. Like you're, you're going, dude, you're not, you're not in the right place. <laughs> um, this reminds me of the scene in um, Return of the Jedi when Yoda dies. He's like oh, laying okay. down and Luke is there and Yoda dies and it's almost like he's imparting his last bit of knowledge onto him because he knows he's headed down a dark path and Luke could have gone down a dark path if he kept going and followed Vader. So that's why he was like kind of warning him. I see. Okay. And we already questioned that when he had his like black outfit on, right? Is he yeah. is he on the dark side? He's just in his goth phase. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he also talks about the other Doctor Strange and we see there is another one. He uh, back at the beginning moment where he's looking at the Eye of Agamotto, it's still that point. He's still a good Doctor Strange and he, instead of going back in time, decides not to and just go about his day as Taco Supreme. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's because the Ancient One had split him and put two Two different Doctor Strange in the same universe, which is like a big no-no. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't do that if I was Agent <laughs> One. So now Doctor Strange, Evil Strange, I think he's called um, Strange Supreme. That's that's what he's called when he's the, the evil one. Okay, I like it. Uh, he's like, okay, uh, if I absorb his power, I'll definitely be strong enough to change the absolute point. So... I think like he confronts him there. Like he summons the yeah. good Dr. Strange to that crash site. Right. And even he's like, whoa, what, what the hell's going on? <laughs> right. I already moved past this, but now they have to have like a, a standoff fight. They go into all up fight, right? There's, um, there's all these cool effects. He, the strange Supreme kind of looks like a demonic at some points. Mm. And there's like a big clash and good Dr. Strange goes into like a dream state meeting Christine Palmer again. Right. I'm talking to her. Yeah. And and it's revealed not to be Christine. It is Strange Supreme, the evil Doctor Strange. Right. And it's like, he just read a, a page out of Lucky's handbook. He's about to make out with himself. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, in like the real world of yeah. this cartoon, <laughs> uh, like it's almost like everything, reality is melting, like dripping upward. You know what I mean? Like it's like turning into like this black goo that is destroying not just, I assume not just that world, but the universe of that dimension. Yeah, everywhere. It's like this black sludge everywhere. Um, and it seems like good Doctor Strange is no match for uh, Strange Supreme and loses, yeah. right? He gets absorbed by Strange Supreme and finally uses his power to revive Christine there. Yeah, but all the monsters that he's absorbed through the years it's like literally changed how he looks he looks like all of them combined some amalgamation and it's this uh beauty and the beast type moment where Mm. she's scared of him really and kind of cowering um and him saving her was again breaking the absolute point and the whole universe is collapsing is being evaporated with a black sludge it's literally like enclosing on him and meanwhile christine is like disgusted by him right terrified of how he looks even yeah. when he changes back to just like a human form, she's still like, you still look pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, you got bags underneath your eyes. You don't look good. <laughs> and then um, Doctor Strange or Strange Supreme looks up and he sees the Watcher and is like, "I, you could stop this, please. You're the only one. You could help. I need your help, please. I was wrong. Like he's repenting. And Watcher's like, nah, bruh, nah. <laughs> Does not work out. He 
refuses to interfere and again the universe kind of crumbles around of him and it's like this little tiny pocket dimension crystal mm-hmm. and christine also fades away in his arms he's the only one left and he's there just realizing like of course what he did was wrong but like his whatever selfish wants destroyed a whole universe right uh it's a uh, it's that classic dr strange kind of uh theory that like magic always has a cost right and mm-hmm. i like that they introduced that here it, it's one of my favorite things I got from the uh, Doctor Strange Jason Aaron line right yeah. uh, series but I, th- I really like this episode it ends like viewing. that like it ends yeah. really dour and, and dark uh, I don't think this is the last we'll see of him I'm sure he'll pop up somewhere again he didn't die Oh, you think maybe he's just floating in the like multiversal ether somewhere, just floating yeah. around? I think I think the Watcher will pluck him out eventually. And, okay, because he is kind of just a ball of energy in there, right, with all the monsters inside of him. Yeah, which uh. is weird. Is like it, it the universe collapsed on him, but it didn't go all the way. Like it left him in almost like an egg. Yeah, like a, out at sea, right, kind of on his own uh, on a raft or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm wondering if this whole series is kind of like the journey of the Watcher, right? This yeah. was the moment where the Watcher refused to interfere. Maybe down the road we'll see him make a change when he really does need to interfere, right? And kind of save the multiverse. Yeah, I mean, in the comic books, he says he doesn't, but he interferes a bunch of times. Yeah, I mean, this was the episode where he's interfered the most, just even talking to Doctor Strange. Again, yeah. it was the end of that universe, but I think we're gonna he's going to ramp up and have to talk to people in their mini universes or whatever in the future. Yeah. Um, overall, I think this episode was very cool. Um, uh, I liked the seeing all the monsters that he was like absorbing, and it's just cool. just like in the end credits of the movie, Baron Mordo was like absorbing the powers of a, another sorcerer. Oh. So it's like shown that this is possible in the MCU. So I, I I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I like what you're saying there about, and also this is kind of like um, them introducing the rules about like universes, multiverses, mm-hmm. with the absolute point. I, th- I think they decided this was what if was a series to kind of introduce these rules as we get into the the movies right and multiverse right. stuff really gets on a it's ball rolling um yeah my question is um so like if you're talking the phases of the mcu one two three leading up to endgame was it, it was the infinity saga right it's all about the infinity stones infinity gauntlet thanos right now we're switching it's the next saga or whatever it feels it's obviously dealing with a lot of multiverse timeline time stuff right do you like the direction it's going do you like what we're they're dealing with um it seems like every everything marvel has to at least hint at that some more than others but it feels like that idea is bleeding into everything marvel um but multiverse is it getting too messy for you or are you still enjoying it i'm still enjoying it i think um they have to build up to this point that's what that whole three phases was building up to one point and kind of leave everyone in shock and awe. So Mm -hmm. they're building this whole multiverse, kind of explaining how it works, why you should care. I don't think it's too much yet. Maybe they're leaning on it a bit more than I thought they would mm-hmm. with Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, this, um, Wanda, right? Um, Loki. Loki, right, of course. Uh, but with this kind of confusing stuff, they have to kind of explain it, right? Uh, there's also like this other factor is like these many angled ones that they're hinting at a lot, right? Like in Wanda and this, right? Apparently like yeah. in the, the those octopus things, whatever that was, that tentacles. Yeah. I, I'm just saying like there could easily easily fall into the DC movie side of it where it's just like oh yeah everything's just a different multiverse and we don't have to connect and it's almost too hard to follow (laughs) 
Yeah, I think I know what you mean. I don't, I'm not confused yet because everything so far seems to be in one universe, seems to be, like I, I say that in quotes, right? But uh, it's, it's again, like waiting until that moment where they do dig into all the multiverses, where, how confusing is it going to be when we get to the Spider-Man stuff? That's what's going to you know, trigger everything or put me at ease with all the multiverse stuff. I hope the Doctor Strange 2 Multiverse of Madness is a little bit the end of it. I hope it kind of like solves most of this like weird stuff that's going on, because if it's like 10 more years of multiverse stuff, I think that's too much. You don't want three phases of that? You want no. one phase? Yeah, it's just like, come on. Like it all it also seems like a cheap way to introduce weird stuff. Do you think they've done that so far? Where that it is just something a tool to brush stuff under the rug? Or is it just a cool section of comics we're exploring right now? Because I think it is just fun so far. I think it's fun so far. Yeah. But do I want to see it happen in everything Marvel for the next ten years? No. Uh I think we're gonna have it a bit more than that. I mean, if Ken is going to be the bad guy in Ant-Man. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's it's got to go farther than Spider-Man, right? Because he has to get into that. Yeah. I don't I know mean, if it's going to be further than that, but no signs yet. Yeah. I, it's just, I, I wish it was just certain ones. Like, what if I totally get it? What if it's supposed to be different and out there? But when it gets into like every other thing, like, like if multiverse stuff happens in Hawkeye, I'm going to be kind of upset. <laughs> It could be just like a side thing at the end credits of the series. I could see that, but it's a ground level story, right? Yeah. I think. I guess it wasn't in, you know, Falcon Winter Soldier. Yeah. But that's like one out of the six Marvel things that's been out. So it's like not everything has to deal with a different timeline or something, you know? Yeah. So far, there's been a heavy handed yeah. uh, effort into that. But so mm. far, I'm, I'm okay with it. I, I'm not thinking it's just brush it away type of deal yet. Okay. Um, I, I will say this. I was correct in the episode count for What If. There's going to be nine episodes. Yeah, I'm happy to see that. Again, they are kind of shorter episodes, so we're going to get more of it. Uh, I guess that was the right approach with uh, kind of having so many different stories out there and since they don't have to be connected. Why not? Mm, yeah. Um, so there's five more. I, I can't wait. I hope they're going to be really good. It feels like they're getting better and better. Um, I hope that it... I'm assuming it ends with some big team up. So that's my guess. I, I hope it doesn't end with just another what if episode. Hmm, okay. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be alright if it if it did. I don't need a big team up thing. I think this, the big, first half, it felt like a boring kind of Groundhog Day because it's kind of repeating a bit. Uh-huh. Like you're seeing the same thing over and over. I don't know if I like that. But towards the, the end when we got to the Cagliostro stuff, yeah. I was like, oh, we're actually seeing some new stuff. The other episodes were kind of just mixing mythology together, you know, Black sure. Panther and Guardians. Yeah. What if with Captain America? This was like brand new mythology that I was like, okay, a bit I can dig into here. I like that. Yeah. There's one more thing I want to touch on before we end. Um, Strange Supreme, the evil one, right? Okay. His costume was like a darker version of Doctor Strange, right? It looked like a darker blue, whatever onesie he's wearing. <laughs> yeah. Robe? Is it a robe? I don't know. I, I don't know what it is. Like, it's weird. It's like Do it's like think? it's wrapped around him, but it's like a shirt also. <laughs> it has like yeah. sleeves. <laughs> yeah. It's not loosely hanging, right? Like, Yeah. I don't know what it is. <laughs> um, but in the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer, <laughs> all right, follow me here. Yeah. When Doctor Strange and Spider-Man are on like that train and it starts to, like multiply, yeah. Doctor Strange's costume in that shot was like a darker blue, and he didn't have the cape, right? Uh. 
are you are you listening to the internet again or is this Chris's ideas? No, I noticed this when I first saw it that that costume looked a little darker. Oh, okay. But I didn't I didn't think like oh that's the evil Doctor Strange until I saw this what if episode. So I think. I think that is evil Doctor Strange. I think that is Strange Supreme. And he's a, trying to get at Spider-Man because that's why he surrounds him with like hello trains. And I think he's not wearing a cape because in the movie, the cape will be added CG as the evil one. Oh, wow. So that that I did mention when we saw the trailer that it did look like they were fighting, right? Yeah, it did look yeah, like they right. were fighting. Yeah. I was right on that point. If you're right, if you're right. Um, well, okay, when he first meets Doctor Strange in this movie, Spider-Man, yeah. do you think that's the good Doctor Strange? or this bad Doctor Strange? I I think it's a good Doctor Strange. He has good intentions. But maybe when he does the magic to change the, the yeah. reality and then like, remember how like, it looked like all the walls started breaking apart and it was purple around there? Like the purple dome that Strange Supreme is trapped in, similar to that? <laughs> right. Maybe like there's a switcheroo there. I kind of like that. I, I like the idea of pulling in these animated versions of the characters into the live action type of uh, mm. movies. I think that would be great. Like if it, even if this is the only one, that'll be a surprise for everybody. I think people would be on board. I think I think it wouldn't be too messy to explain to the um, common viewer, not the you know well versed comic book reader either. Yeah, there's also a rumor that Captain Carter will appear in Doctor Strange too. Just because we're not done with you and she's an awesome character, you think? Yeah, I think she's just a cool character. Yeah, okay, I can see that. I can see one. Yeah, that character moving on too. Huh. I like it. I don't know if it's true or not. <laughs> I don't know if I'm convinced is what I'm saying. Uh, well, what if it was true? What if? Just what if? <laughs> what if you guys subscribed and shared our podcast? All you have to do is hit subscribe in your podcast app. And uh, please tell a friend. For sure. And uh, find us on all the social medias. It's ground Facebook and Twitter is where I can find us. We're at the Reader Copy Podcast. What do you guys think about this episode? Let us know. We're going to be talking, I'm sure, more about this stuff on Wednesday's episode. That's the regular podcast where we talk about the news and uh, comic book of the week. Um, but until then, thank you for listening. Daniel, do you have a what-if outro for us? Yeah, you know when Obang dies, I would have had Doctor Strange yell out, Oh, dang, Obang! <laughs> oh, dang. <laughs> All right, see you guys. <laughs> Bye.